welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. Open a doorway to healing in your life. I'm your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to another episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, I have Dr. Stephen Hotze with me. Hello, doctor. Dawn, hello to you. I hope you're having a great day. I am. I hope you are, too. We are. So, you are based in Houston, Texas? That's right. How's the weather out there? Ma'am, it's, uh, we got a clear, beautiful blue sky with temperatures that will come near 100 degrees with about 95% humidity. So, we're staying inside in the air condition. What put Houston on the map was air conditioning. It's hot and humid here. So... Dr. Hotsey, can you describe your practice and what you do? I know you are, you're an MD and you practice natural medicine. Right. Well, uh, I uh, grew up here in Houston, went to the University of Texas, and then came back to Houston, went to the University of Texas Medical School, did a year of surgery residency, had a family, decided I needed to make a living, so I went into emergency medicine. I've been in practice for 45 years, so I graduated in 76, long before you were even a sparkle in your daddy's eye. Over dinner, a banquet dinner, my dad helped for me the night I graduated. He turned to me and said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, don't poison your patients like all the other doctors do. Do you understand me? I said, yes, sir. Well, it wasn't a request. It wasn't a suggestion. It was a command. And he planted that seed in my mind, which about 13 years later gave birth to the Hootsie Health and Wellness Center when I made a transition from conventional medicine, and I was more surgery-oriented in my uh, uh, doing procedures. I like doing procedures, and there was a lot of that in the emergency room. And uh, then when I had a practice, occupational practice, uh, and uh, family medicine practice, did a lot of assisting in surgery. So I like to do that. Wasn't a big pusher of medication. But by, by the time 1989 rolled around, uh, due to some illnesses that had occurred w- with my father, I made a transition to natural approaches to health because he asked me to. He said, son, I want you to take care of me. I'm tired of all these doctors. I want you to fix me. And he gave give me something to read. He said, this doctor says I need to take vitamins. What do I need to take? I said, dad, I'm a doctor. What do I know about vitamins? And he said, would you find out? And I said, yes, sir, I will. And that's what put me on a transition. So I entered into the field of allergy medicine, where I saw a lot of people that had recurring chronic uh, infections due to their allergies, had been taking antibiotics, had got women had recurring chronic yeast problems, a lot of gastrointestinal problems we saw in the patients. And so I began to treat for airborne and food allergies, treat for yeast, started using vitamin and mineral supplementation. Subsequently, was introduced to natural thyroid hormone replacement in 92, and then in 96, was introduced to natural bioidentical hormone replacement, both in women and in men. So that made uh, made my transition complete. So here at our center, we treat for airborne and food allergies. We treat for yeast. We treat for thyroid when indicated. We use natural bioidentical hormones in males and females when indicated use vitamin and mineral supplementation to help people energize their mitochondria and detoxify their cells. 
and we recommend a good exercise program. And that's pretty much the program. And when people get up on that program, we find that they're able to obtain and maintain health and wellness naturally. So as you mature, they feel energetic, they feel full of vitality, and they're enthusiastic about life. And that's the way it should be. If you're alive, you might as well feel alive. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Totally agree. And I think that's wonderful. And thank you for sharing your story. And looking at your bio, it looks like you specialize in, in a few things that our listeners are definitely interested in. And many of us are struggling. Okay, I know I'm, I'm going to speak from my personal experience with fatigue and lack of energy. It's been worse in the past couple months, but for me, and that's just a personal thing, but many of us are struggling with this or caffeine addiction. So what are some ways we can get our energy back naturally? Well, first thing you want to do is, is try to determine what is the underlying cause of fatigue and low energy mm -hmm. level. And if you go to the hormones that, that uh, uh, will affect a person's energy level, the primary hormone, of course, is your thyroid hormones. Right. And they're produced by the thyroid gland of the neck, which is shaped like a butterfly right in front of the so-called Adam's apple. And, uh, and that secretes two types of thyroid hormones, T4, which is a thyroid hormone that has four iodine molecules, and T3, which has a, uh, a uh, thyroid molecule with three iodine. T3 is the active thyroid hormone. Your body only produces about, your thyroid gland produces about 6% of that, about 94% of T4. It's secreted into the blood. Thyroid hormone doesn't do anything in the blood. It has to enter the cells. In the cells, your active thyroid hormone T3 and the T4 that is converted in the cells to T3, the active thyroid hormone, then catalyzes your power plants, your generators within your cells called mitochondria to produce energy, electrical energy, that then drives all the biochemical processes in your cells and in your organs so that you're alive. And what happens if, you're, if you've got difficulty with energy level, maybe difficulty with weight, low body temperature, don't think clearly, uh, maybe you have mood swings, females will have problems. Maybe early on they can have problems with fertility or they can have problems with carrying pregnancies to full term with miscarriages. Uh, they can have problems with their menstrual cycles, which can be a uh, related to thyroid function at the cellular level. Also, it can low thyroid can cause joint muscle aches and pains, recurring chronic infections. Uh, in women, it will cause hair loss, they'll get puffiness, lose the lateral third of their eyebrows, the tongues become enlarged, both in males and females, and that's because the tongue as it enlarges, bumps against the teeth, and you can see if they're your tongue's enlarged by simply sticking it out, letting it hang, and see if you have scalping with your tongue. Well, that's a sign of low thyroid, puffy, pasty skin. So hypothyroid individuals can be easily identified. Not everybody, though, has the difficulty with weight. Paradoxically, some people oh, have okay. just failed to thrive. Yeah, and I was wondering that. Because yeah, I had my difficult, yeah. difficulty with Sorry. weight. Oh, I see. So they can still, you even if you have low thyroid, you can still have trouble keeping weight on. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely, like you said, it's about the root cause. So for people who have had their thyroids checked, 
So if you if you go to an endocrinologist, is that the best route to go? And if they say your thyroid is okay, I could there still be could there still be a sure, problem absolutely. with the thyroid? Oh sure. Okay, absolutely. see, I'm wondering. So I was wondering absolutely. if there were other causes. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of causes of fat- fatigue, but as someone who has, has gone to an endocrinologist, they said, "Oh, your thyroid's fine." Your thyroid. So this is what this. <clears throat> invariably you'll read down the list of hypothyroidism and say, I guess that's what I must have. You tell the doctor, what makes you think you have that? Because I got to have all the symptoms. Well, we'll do a blood test. Well, they don't even test thyroid level. They test your thyroid stimulating hormone. Yes, the TSH, in, in the yeah. pituitary gland. And if you have thyroid in your blood, it's going to come back normal. They take the average of the last thousand tests. I mean, it's whatever tests they got the day before, they average them. And then they put it on a bell-shaped curve. You have two two standard deviations on each side. And that takes in 95% of the population. So the range of thyroid encompasses 95% of the people that take the test. And I've noticed over the last 20 years or 30 years that the thyroid levels keep sliding lower and lower because who's getting tested? People that are older and have a low thyroid and, and uh so the mean, the average is lower and the tests are lower. So I see people now who would have been considered low thyroid 20 or 30 years ago by blood tests now falling with the normal range. If you're simply treating a blood test, you're not treating the patient. I believe that anybody who has the signs and symptoms of low thyroid deserves a therapeutic trial of natural thyroid hormone, desiccated thyroid, which would be... Uh, it's, it's, it's not synthetic thyroid, it's desiccated. It comes from pork gland, and it contains the same identical hormones our body makes. And so adding a little thyroid to your system orally, taking it orally, it can make a dramatic difference in the way people function and feel because they get their energy level up. Now in women, because women's female hormones as they begin to decline and become imbalanced between estrogen and progesterone, mm-hmm. in a state called estrogen dominance, the dominating hormone is estrogen, and their menstrual cycles and then their periods will begin to change. So they may have had three to five day periods that were mild, <coughs> excuse me, and then next thing they have five to seven days, which are moderate, and then next thing you know, as you get older, seven to nine days, it can be heavy, and then you get breakthrough bleeding. You end up in a, you end up uh, going to see your OB/GYN doctor, and he goes, "We can solve that problem pretty quick. Let's just do a hysterectomy, which, will, of course, will stop the bleeding, but the uterus didn't cause the problem. The uterus function is directed by the hormones produced by the ovaries, and if you have an imbalance in hormone production, which inevitably occurs in women as they mature, because they're going to go through the change, they'll have these problems, and oftentimes." Uh, Oftentimes, most times, if caught early enough, this can be corrected using natural bioidentical progesterone on day 15 through 28. So we can start, I mean, we even see it in young kids that are, young young girls that are teenagers. They say, oh, they're driving us crazy. Which, you know, a few days before a period, she's just out of control. So we can put them on just a touch of progesterone to help balance that out. As women get older, you need to give a little bit more. So depending upon the size, age, and symptoms that a woman has, a little bit of natural progesterone can go a long way to solving a host of health symptoms that were, are routinely treated by your uh, conventional doctor with sleep medication or anti-anxiety medication or antidepressants, all of which have psychotropic effect and all of which are addictive. 
and all of which are expensive. Uh, natural progesterone, natural thyroid are not, and they're safe. They're natural. They're the same molecules your body made or, or is currently making, but not in adequate amounts. And, and just replenishing and balancing out your hormones with natural bioidentical, that means they're the same identical molecule that your body made can be a godsend. Wonderful. So you suggest that somebody who's having these symptoms, whether male or female, especially female, they should consider their hormones and should see a physician that specializes in natural medicine. Right. How they natural approaches to health. They call them functional doctors, holistic right. doctors, integrative medical doctors. It all comes down to doctors that, that use and approach health problems, trying to, to determine the cause of the underlying problem and use natural treatments to help solve that uh, underlying cause and problem. Wonderful. So treating as a matter of fact, it, as a matter of fact, uh, Dawn, for your listeners, I like you and I like your interest in natural approaches to health. I read about you'd had some health problems in family members and yes. decided that you were going to get yourself on a more natural approach to health. So I yes. can mention that. And your listeners who listen to you are exposed to your thinking and to your encouragement. I'd like to offer this to any one of your listeners who's interested. I've written four books, but my, I guess my number one book would be the first book, and it's called Hormones, Health, and Happiness. We have over 120,000 in circulation now, and it, it discusses these various problems very simply that you'll be able to understand. And if they want to call our office, I can give you that number, and you can have them call, and we'll be glad to send them a copy of that book free of charge with no shipping because I want to help people get on a path of health and wellness naturally. That's why I do Wonderful. these all over the country. Wonderful. Yes, that would be great. So, And that number, contact. by the way, is 281-698-8698. If you'll post that, 281-698-8698, or they can go to Hotsey Health and Wellness Center, H-O-T-Z-E, Health and Wellness Center, and uh, just go take a look at... Uh, you know, take a look at what uh, can be done to address your health problems. If they want to address that from a natural point of view, I give we give solutions for that. But my book is really a uh, is a good primer on natural approaches to health. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing that, and I will definitely post it when the in the show notes so if people can contact you and, and get that free information. And thanks for offering that; that's wonderful. Now, it's my privilege. Can diet also affect this? I know you had mentioned in your bio that you've experience with the yeast-free, I guess the candida diet and grain-free right. diet. I right. was on a grain-free diet for quite a while before the uh, quarantine. <laughs> Looking to get back on this is that I found it helped me with my energy levels and with other things in my health. Very, very important. For people who are wondering what candida is and if that's also can contribute to well, sure, it causes, it causes candida or yeast problems and cause a host of problems. The foundation of all good health is good, healthy eating. Mm -hmm. And so what we recommend is a dramatic decrease in the amount of simple carbohydrates and starches. Those all are sugar molecules hooked together, and they convert to sugar once they enter your body and you start digesting them, which raises insulin level and drives sugar into a, a, a 
a part of the body called adipose tissue. It creates fat. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's what sugar does. It gives you sugar highs and sugar lows, and you never mm -hmm. see satisfied. And it causes, you know, and this is this is from the grain products, you know, pizza, pasta, uh, mm -hmm. cakes, uh, you know, donuts and all that. It's also yep. from corn products, potatoes, and rice products. All these are starches. Yes. So we and guess what? Yeast in the system grows on sugar. So uh, we we want to eliminate as much as we can or dramatically decrease the amount of simple carbs we take. We want to focus on eating good, healthy oils and fats, eggs. You can have butter, avocados, coconut oil, fish oil, olive oil, nuts, hard cheeses. All these contain good fats that your body needs. They burn slow and they satisfy so you don't get sugar highs or sugar lows. Also, good salads. You know, eat a fresh green salad. I eat every day spinach, chopped spinach, chopped broccoli, chopped nuts, and uh, olive oil and balsamic. I have that every day. I have a green drink morning with all my vitamins that I put in water and ice and spinach leaves. Grind it up with my vitamins, drink that in the morning. So my day consists of, uh, of bulletproof coffee in the morning. That's coffee with either a tablespoon of butter or a tablespoon of coconut oil or whole cream in it. Have a couple of those. Have my vitamins with a spinach mix when I get to work. And then I don't eat anything until dinner. And I'm not hungry because I don't have sugar highs and sugar lows. And then mm -hmm. I have the good salad, fresh vegetables that are lightly steamed. Put butter on them and have a little piece of fish or meat or chicken. And that's it. And um, that way you can... If you eat like that, you'll get down to an ideal body weight and you'll feel good. And you won't have sugar highs and sugar lows. And you won't have, and sugar creates inflammation in your body, which is bad for you, of course. And you want to, uh, so you want to eliminate inflammation in your body. One way you can do that is cut the sugar and those products that convert to sugar out of your eating program. I mean, you never have them. Of course, you may have a piece of bread or a roll occasion, maybe you have a dessert occasionally, but it's not the warp and woof of your, you're not living to eat, you're eating to live now. And you've got to just change your mindset. Decide, Absolutely. why am I eating? Just for enjoyment or am I eating because I want to be healthy? Well, eat to be healthy. If you live healthy, you're going to have a much more enjoyable life. I think it could be fairly simple. Write it down as a goal, write down your plan, and then take action immediately to do it. That creates energy and you'll be on your way. If you do about it and wishful thinking is never a goal. A goal is only a goal if it's written out and you write out your plan. You write out your, you've got to write out your goal. You've got to write out what are the benefits of achieving that goal? What are the obstacles? Who do you need to know? What do you need to know? And then write out your plan and then take action to do it immediately. You'll be well on your way to accomplishing that goal, whatever it may be. In this case, it's eating healthy, write it out and then get started. Nobody can take charge of your health but you. The other I'll thing that's really important is to keep your immune system healthy. From the moment we're born, we're exposed to trillion of germs. Come through the birth canal, you're slathered with all the germs from your mother's vagina, and that's normal. That's what the good, healthy bacteria put, and then we end up swallowing them. They become part of our gut flora. All of us contain literally trillions of bacteria and viruses that live within our body, live in our sinuses, live in our colon. But our immune system, God gave us an immune system to help uh, to help tame all these bad bacteria so they don't harm us. And we're exposed to every day. You walk around anywhere. You walk in your room, a carpet, everything, your bed, covered with 
billions and trillions of bacteria and viruses everywhere. And our immune system, when it's healthy, just fights those things off. Look, I'm 70. I've done all kinds of medicine all my life. Last time I had a fever was 1998. I've seen people with bacterial and viral meningitis, bacterial and viral pneumonia, bacterial and viral dysentery, flus, staph infections, boils, strep infections, pseudomonas, you name it. I've seen it in the emergency room and in my practice. 40% of the population are affected by allergies. 20% have problems with recurrent sinus infections, bronchitis, and asthma, and a host of other problems. And you can't quarantine yourself from pollens. You cannot do it. I know. My son has a lead pollen allergy, and this is when it starts, yeah, right around now. They cause a host of health problems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then what happens back to yeast, you end up taking antibiotics, you you kill the bad bacteria, but you also knock out the good bacteria. Mm -hmm. The colon yeast overgrows. And so next thing you know, and women know this better than men, uh, because they will commonly get yeast vaginitis from taking the antibiotics. And you feel good health bacteria in the vagina and yeast overgrows. And you can clean that up with, with uh, medication, but you still have it in your colon. And then when it's in your colon, the, the yeast produces toxins that are absorbed through the colon lining, get in the bloodstream, and can cause a host of health problems, depressing your immune system, making you more susceptible to infections, more antibiotics you can get on the virtual cycle of illness where you're sick, take antibiotics, get well, take more antibiotics, you get, I mean, then you get, have, create more yeast, get more toxins, more sickness, more antibiotics, you get on this, you're like on a, a, a rat on a, on a spinning wheel going round and round and round and round. And what you have to do is break that cycle. And part of breaking that cycle is a healthy eating program, eliminating anything that produces sugar or that contains yeast. So you cut out wine, cut out all bread products, cut out anything that converts to sugar, potatoes, rice, and corn, and you kill the yeast. And we use nystatin, uh, which will kill yeast in the We use some diflucan for a week or so that kills it out in the mycelial form as it grows into the colon, and we knock it out. And we get people to change their eating patterns because if you'll change your eating patterns, then the yeast won't grow and you won't have a imbalance between yeast, which we're all going to have some yeast in our system, but it's not going to be imbalanced in, by uh, not having enough bacteria. And Absolutely. probiotics, good, healthy bacteria. Mm-hmm. So probiotics and the, the grain-free diet or the, and then what is the difference between the candida diet and a simple grain-free diet? Is it, well, is it pretty similar? Well, very similar. One of the things on a yeast-free eating program, you eliminate grain products. That's your okay. cookies, cakes, and all that. But you also eliminate corn. Corn is a simple carb, which converts mm-hmm. to sugar. Potato and rice, anything that converts to sugar plus sugar itself, you just eliminate that. Mm-hmm. From eating program plus you eliminate fruits. Fruits have fructose. Fructose converts to glucose when you eat it. And so you eliminate that for at least a month, and you just eat. Good, healthy oils and fats, eggs and bacon, bacon and a butter and avocado and guacamole and all those things. And good green uh, vegetables, steamed lightly, salad, a little meat, you'll do fine. That's it's a simple program. Well, I don't know what I'm going to eat. Just what I told you. Salads, vegetables, and some meat. How hard is that? I agree. I think that sounds great. And people and you will can see. Go to, you can go out to a nice restaurant and eat just like that. You can't. It's hard to go to McDonald's and eat like that, or to no, <laughs> no. And so people will. 
who are suffering from this or think that they might have candida overgrowth, that's one thing they can do. Like you said, for about a month. I have a, cha- I have a, cha- I have a chapter in my book, Hormones, Health, and Happiness, that discusses treatment of yeast and yeast reading okay. and uh, what causes people to get yeast problems. This is a commonly overlooked problem by uh, most conventional doctors. They've never taught this. Never. They never even talk about it. And I don't think they're taught it. I know my dad, like I mentioned before we talked, he's a retired physician and I don't think he ever was taught anything about candida, but you know, he did, he graduated in the sixties. So I don't even think they knew what it was or if they did, it was definitely not mainstream at all. Right. So I don't remember hearing anything about that, but I think it's wonderful that there are a lot of doctors out there more and more that are also talking about diet. They're talking about nutrition talking about other things to do besides pharmaceuticals and just treat. That's what's important. And remember the foundation of all good health is based upon your eating. Yes, absolutely. Now we talked a little bit about immunity, but there's not a lot of information for people about how to boost their immunity. What you can do to strengthen your immune system. Well, the first thing you can do is change your eating habits, a diet, diet, simple carbohydrates and sugar. suppresses the immune system. It depresses it. So cut that out. That's the first thing you can do. Second thing, make sure you take, listen to me, just what you learned in grade school, A, B, C, D, and Z. So you take vitamins A, B complex, high doses of C, uh, large doses of vitamin D3. You take zinc and you take magnesium and a probiotic. That will boost your immune system. And I have at Hotsi Vitamins, we have Dr. Hotsi's Immune Pack. We have in there, uh, each pack for a day has 10,000 10, units of vitamin A, a large dose of B-complex, which help your mitochondria produce energy. That's the power plant of your cell. High dose of vitamin C, 6,000 milligrams of C, 10,000 international units of vitamin D3, which is the active form of vitamin C, 60 milligrams, magnesium, approximately 600 milligrams of magnesium and then a probiotic. And that will, that's an adult pack and that will help boost your immune system. All our guests at the Hotsi Health and Wellness Center, we've had over 32,000 in the last, since 1989, are on a vitamin regimen already. And, and I can tell you, we've only had a few, few, we've got over seven or 8,000 active guests. We've only had a handful, less than, 20 that I know of, maybe 30 out of that group that have been diagnosed either as having COVID or having the symptoms of COVID for which we treat. Okay. Great. So all those things people can do. And and I'm also assuming exercise. Exercise and a good night's sleep go a long way to solving a multitude of problems. Absolutely. And now for vitamin D, if you're in an area that you can get Sun. What what is the difference, you know, between taking a high dose vitamin D three versus you know getting a little bit of sunlight without sunscreen? Is that you can never get the, you can't get the I've never seen anybody with an what I would consider an adequate level of vitamin D three. Most people, I don't care if you live in Texas or California, most <laughs> inside they work inside. Yes. They're not right. outside, and when they go outside, they slather themselves with with uh, with lotion that prevents. The sun from getting in and converting cholesterol to vitamin D. So I'm just telling you of the thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people who've seen it, we check check their D levels. 
they're always down in the low range, 30s or 40s or below. Mm -hmm. And so your D level is somewhere in the, you want to keep your D level above 70. I personally mm -hmm. take, I literally take every day 30,000 international units of vitamin D3 and I oh, wow. years to get my level up into the 90s. That's not great. So I'm taking, I'm taking 5,000. So I guess I should take a few of those it's pills not a day. Hurt you to take, it won't hurt you to take 10. You can check your levels, but you want to get your level above 70. It's called okay. PG picograms yes. or ML. So you want to be above 70 to really get good benefit. And this is from all the research that's been done on vitamin D. The levels probably themselves, the range is probably, since they're already measuring people are low anyway, the range is probably low, 30 to 100. Uh, I've read where where researchers in vitamin D say 200 would be, you'd have to get it above 200 to have any problem. Remember, it's fat soluble to have any problems. Yes. I'm not sure really what the problems are when you get too much vitamin D3. So there's there's not any side effects if you take a really high dose of vitamin D. So I know with vitamin C, you can sometimes have GI upset, or at least I've Yeah, well, it, with so. vitamin C, you can't hurt yourself. I mean, high doses of vitamin C, which I recommend, will loosen your stools. But if you <laughs> keep your bowels, you won't have to have a high colonic anytime. It'll keep you clean as a whistle. And you want to keep you want to keep your bowels functioning good. That's part of good health. You know, we have people coming in and I go, do you have regular bowel function? Oh, yeah. How often? Well, every two or three days. Well, that may be my doctor told me it's normal for me. Well, it may be normal for you, but it's sure not healthy. That's right. what it leads to. That's what leads us to colon cancer. You want to keep your bowels clean. Listen, this is not rocket science. You want to keep you want to stay healthy, keep your pipes clean. You got sewer pipes, you got water pipes, you got blood pipes, you got air pipes. Keep them clean. Keep them clean. Best way to keep them clean is what? Run water through them. Absolutely. Water. Okay, great. So that's so with vitamin D, if you're taking in high dose, when you're first upping the dose, will you notice any side effects that no. will go away or no? Okay. Not really. I mean, I'm going to do that. Well, I don't. It depends what your side effects are, but I'll just tell you, it'll keep your immune system strong, your immune system healthy. Well, that's and that's super important because a lot of people yeah, are that's, it's, wondering you know, about I like this. I to say, I, you know, I'm 70 years old and uh, I'm as fit as a fiddle, but I could keel over dead tomorrow, but I want to linger. And my, and my cor coronary arteries are as clean as a whistle. I got no calcium build up, and in my age, it's, chances of that are slim and none. So here's another thing I recommend to any of your listeners. If you're a man above the age of 40, a woman above the age of 50, you should get a heart scan to measure the calcium score in your heart. Forget about stress EKGs and all these fancy electro echocardiograms and all that. Get a heart scan. It's non-invasive. It'll measure the amount of calcium you have in your arteries, and you will know whether or not you have any inflammation that's leading to coronary artery disease it takes about 25 years to cook a good heart attack and it starts when you begin to build up calcification in your arteries which is caused by inflammation in the arteries and your body wants to heal that it lays down lipoprotein which is a combination of cholesterol and protein to patch the inflammation because the body doesn't want the artery to break down and tear and then that that uh, lipoprotein cholesterol plaque begins to assimilate calcium so it can make it can make the artery rigid so it doesn't tear apart well initially that's understandable but if you continue to have that over time you narrow your artery and you get more and more 
calcification, and then you can throw a clot and it gets stuck and you get a heart attack. So what you want to do is keep the arteries clean. The best way to do that is to eat healthy and cut out your simple carbs, which convert to sugar and cause inflammation in your arteries. And it settles primarily in the coronary arteries because they're under more stress than any other artery because your heart beats 72 times a minute, 100,000 times a day. Got a lot of stress on those arteries. And if they're inflamed, they'll deteriorate. So what you want to do is you want to take a lot of vitamin C. Vitamin C cuts down on inflammation. Change your eating program. Cut out the simple carbs and sugars and take copious amounts of vitamin C, which will help your body make collagen, which which lays down over the uh, inflammation so you don't build up uh, cholesterol plaques. That's simple. That's what I learned from Dr. Linus Pauling back in 1990. I practiced that personally all my life, and it works. Wonderful. I agree, and I know a lot of listeners will benefit from this. Now, you mentioned your website before. You mentioned, can you please give your website address again to people right. so they can reach out? You can either Google Hotsi Health and Wellness Center or you can go to Hotsi H as in horse, W is in war, C is in cat, HotsiHWC.com. And if you're interested in our vitamins, what we recommend for immunity, building your immune system, that you can go to Hotsi Vitamins. Wonderful. Now, is there anything you would like to share with my listeners before we sign off today? Yes, I would. Thank you for asking me. You, you alone are in charge of your health. Your doctor's not in charge of your health. The government's not in charge of your health. The insurance company's not in charge of your health. Your employer's not in charge of your health. And your spouse is not in charge of your health. You and you alone are in charge of your health. And if you don't take charge of it, nobody else will. So I want to encourage you, get on the right side of the health the health freeway. Don't be barreling down on the wrong side and hit somebody because you're on the wrong side of the freeway. Get over on the right side of the freeway. Get on a path of health and wellness naturally. So as you mature, you've got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life. Wonderful. I love that message. And it's so inspirational and positive. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much for allowing me to be with you. And I wish you every success, Dawn. You too. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Okay, thank you, Dawn. Susan, you remember the time we were in Orange County? We were driving around and we got lost, and we ran into this place called Avila's El Ranchito. You remember the place? The place had awesome decor and authentic margaritas. Did you know that Avila's El Ranchito has been around since 1966? They have 13 locations throughout Orange County. Visit Salvador Avila's location in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch for great food, ambiance, and specialty margaritas. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein.